0: kind of going through that um still riding and lifting and same old and kind of reaching out to people like you to start a podcast series that has been really beneficial you were one of the first people that I thought of because you're (laughs) so and I like to put people on the spot with a question right off the bat because the whole point of this series is you know, I listen to interviews. Sometimes it's more, someone just talking about themselves and it's cool to hear someone's origin story and everything, but there's so many cyclists that have so much knowledge that when we've been doing this for so long, we forgot all the yeah. stuff we've learned that you can talk to a cat four or a cat five or even a cat three. And they're like, Whoa, like it, you just helped me in this conversation, speed up my learning process so much. And you are a super crafty guy. And, <laughs> you know a couple races come to mind you always though put yourself you know when to fire off the bullets and you're patient at times and you seem to be in right positions at times and you know one that definitely comes to mind to me was the Tennessee State Road Race where i was doing too much work yeah did they have them for the road race
1: yeah yeah they gave oh, us one. mugs
0: so dude <laughs> so i got one for the crit and that's what yeah. I was back there for because I have one from the year before. Yeah. And so you played that road race really well. Like you weren't seen until things hit the fan and you ended up winning. And fast forward the next day, I'm like, dude, this guy rallies here. <laughs> Absolutely made my day when after the race, and we can get into that, but you came up and you like, yo, dude, that was a beautiful move. And, like, that really made me feel so good coming from you. Um, how Um, You know, it just made the W that much more. Well,
2: well, well, what happened in that race to you, too, I was mad for you. Uh And you remember what happened in the road race. Because that was just – I mean, that's happened to me. Every Florida race I go to, really, that happens to me. And I just – oh, it just makes me –
0: so it, it's, you know, <laughs> I don't mind if I get ganged up on. If that allows that team to win, it is just this – so I, I'm in Memphis now. I used to live in Nashville. Yeah. There's this little Middle Tennessee bubble where one team does not really race to win. They race so other people don't win. And I don't understand that. And I kind of – I actually put a video out, like, after the race. Not trying to take a jab, but just like, hey – yeah race to win like we had this guy from georgia come in and clean everyone's clock because everyone was concerned about me and you had 10 people you should have won like and they're talented cyclists too they're just kind of
2: I don't know. There was, there was Housler there. There's Brendan Sullivan there. That's when we got off the front. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just like,
1: oh my God. And they had like the thing,
2: seven like, guys. Great. Whenever you attack, there are like seven guys following you. Dude, like, come on, man. It was a hell of
0: a workout, but uh, you and Olheiser afterwards was like, hey man, thanks for like taking all the punches today. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do? Um, so my question is, cause I, I want people to be able to like tune in real quick. And even if they yeah. left after five minutes, what do you think, since you being a, a smart mental cranial rider, what do you think are tactical errors, two or three that a lot of people make, or maybe what's, and then maybe like, what's the cherry? Like, what's your, was there a moment when you started learning that you had to think more? As you kind of upgrade, once you get to, like, Cat 1, you know there's so many people within a, the physical capabilities. You're so close. And it is this thing that's going to help more than just the legs.
2: Yeah. Um, there's so much with tactics. I want to I wanna tell a quick story. Yeah. And then if that's okay. For sure. Yeah. When I, uh, when I first started getting into cycling, there was a guy called Jack Gonzalez. He was uh, he was uh, 40 at this time, but jacked. I was huge, just ripped. I was 17 years old, little surfer guy, long hair. And um, he's from my city. And we'd just go, we'd go at it with each other. But he was always so much stronger than me. And we we got into the Florida State criterium Championship, Cat Five. 60 or 70 guys in the race. And uh, of course, we did do a break. Me, Jack, and another guy. Mm hmm. And there was a – there's a little climb and a descent. So, first tactical question. You were in a – you're in a crit with a climb and a descent. Where do you pull?
0: I'm going to pull on the – I guess I'm going to –
2: You didn't expect questions from me, did you? (laughs) No, I like this.
0: I'm thinking, like, you know, you want to be pulling on the uphill because there's not really much draft. Exactly. But – if it's a crit, I'm almost thinking are you going, it depends on, like, how long of a climb is it, you know? So, I guess – because then it depends. If you're with somebody else who's faster, I would sometimes almost say if they're going to let you pull at your pace, don't let them pull up the climb because then you're going to be at – they're dictating the pace. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, but most likely you want to be pulling uphill because there's no draft for them anyways. Exactly. Like, everybody's doing
2: and so many guys don't get that. It, mm-hmm. it just blows my mind. Okay, so when's well, so coming out,
0: we got pace lining. Some, so many guys don't. Oh, pace. don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> don't
2: get me started. We're going This is like a, This is like an A and
0: A confession session. But okay,
2: so first lesson. You climb up the climb. There's less drag. You make him climb, uh, pull on the descent. There's more drag. Mm-hmm. Wind was coming out of the. Uh, it's tailwind going up the uh, cross tailwind. Mm-hmm. So on the descent, you take the left hand side. Bam. That's already a couple points for the sprint. The guy was so – he got he got in a – he has a cat five, I think, in a 52, 40-kilometer 40, 40, um, 40 time trial.
1: Mm-hmm. So the
2: guy is – I mean, the guy's an animal. He, he still is. He's one of my good friends now. Gone um, to the break, made him do that, and then he thought he was the strongest guy. With two laps to go, he took over the front. Okay, and then at the sprint, going up the sprint. Cross tailwind, uh, coming from the left-hand side. Where do you take the sprint, the left or the right-hand side, when you want to pass him?
0: If you're gonna pass him, you want to be going on the right-hand side. So you. What's well, a
2: cross tailwind? So
0: it's coming from behind you on the left. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you want to be on the left, so you're. Winning, yeah. Shooting off. Yeah,
2: because you want that shoot, and yeah. I got him by. By an inch. And uh I was seventeen, that was my first my first cat five race actually. And that kinda put the balls in motion. That's, but they get that that soon. There's so there it's these little things you think that that's you know, not gonna matter. You know, oh yeah, you know, that's 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 nice, but you know mm-hmm. whoever's gonna win is gonna win. That's that's not true. When you're in like a two week race, when you're racing in Tour of Morocco, you know, tour of Uruguay and China. When you're doing these these little things, like being – it makes so much of it. You know what I'm talking about. It's just you think, oh, that's nothing.
0: Well, dude, I you know, I don't have as much experience. That's one thing that's on my list of, like, talking about the international pro racing yeah. he's done. When I tour of New Zealand um, – was the first like week long race and so many races here in the u.s even if it's like a four stage race it might be like two crits you know and lo- loving road races and long races that's what i would love to still have yes. get more experience with because those it's so easy to come out strong in stage one and stage two but what happens on day six when you burned all those matches and
1: exactly.
0: it was really crazy to see the when i first my first race as a cat one was uh green mountain up in vermont the stage race yeah. and ted king came down and i wanted to get in that race because i knew he was going to be there i wanted to be able like see this dude race and i was such an irritant to the usa cycling person because i won um oh there's a big crit outside of new york oh god i totally blank on the name but i won the cat too so i'm like oh my god i have enough points i need to upgrade so i can be in yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. But watching Ted King, you know, you're in Vermont, you're doing these climbs, there's rollers, there's everything. Seeing where he went all the time, it was like, oh, the wind's coming from the right. And you would look and he's like tucked in on the left behind four guys. And it's in
2: it's really, these guys just...
0: just... And I'm like, this is what I need to learn. Like, he's not yeah. even thinking, he's just riding. And yeah. people, you know, I tell people all the time, people are like, oh, I got boxed in. I'm like, dude, you boxed yourself in. You weren't yeah. thinking what's happening next. You were just pedaling. And yeah. there's so, like you're saying, man, there's so many people that I can look at their watts per kg. And I'm like, that's great. That's half. Now you need to learn how to yeah. race. Yeah. And even Justin Williams was on a podcast like six months ago, I think, with, um, I, I can never remember his name. Bahama Longbottom. That's his Instagram <laughs> Bahati. Bahati. No, it's the, no. the dude with the mustache. Uh, track rate anyways he was like oh up, like, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. half of it and it was really yeah. good to hear him someone who has a much bigger platform telling people like racing is not just who's the strongest like so anyways well that's let's so I think that's the thing of like you're saying there's not just, you can't even just hit three things. Like what would you say is another mistake then besides like tactical errors? Maybe it's just that people aren't studying the tactics or maybe people are only relying on fitness because now I think in the past, I've been cycling seriously for, I started in, what was it? 2009. So about 10 years, I would say in the last half, so much more has been overly metric fo- focused. Like yeah. I've got to be at 215 watts for X amount of minutes, and da da da. And if I deviate by two percent, I have totally failed. Whereas when I started, dudes were like, "Go ride long, stay in this area, yeah. and you know that's your ride for the day." Um,
2: the, was- I think the uh, I think it's good and it's bad, but the new um, the indoor cycling,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, it's really pushing guys towards that that watch, that pure power, and that's great, but that doesn't always convert to uh, to the road. Yeah. Uh, it's great, and it's good guys in the sport. I think it's awesome, but I think some guys, like with anything, they go overboard in that, and they get anal into the, uh, the numbers,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then the guys get,
0: get popped at their local uh, road race. So right. we'll see how that goes. I think also, too, a lot of that is people have to remember that, you know, a lot of that is a product, so people yeah. can say, "Hey, you're gonna increase your FTP twenty five points." You're like, "I'm winning," and then
1: yeah. Yeah. You
0: never went over that FTP number, and you're like, "I'm off the back." Wait a minute, I thought I was stronger now. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it's bike racing is different, but, um, you know, it was actually I think that guy that you were talking about. He, I was reading this article as I was just you know doing a little Raleigh Weaver googling.
1: Before.
0: He, he had said. <laughs> At the time, I was stronger than that guy, but he had a coach. He was riding a lot smarter, and he saved. Oh yeah, there's a
2: ride up, yeah, in the in the newspaper about that. And yeah,
0: <laughs> by an inch. and I was like, okay. hit on that. That's awesome.
2: Jack was furious. Jack's one of my really good friends. He just texted me this morning, actually. Jack's one of my really good friends now, uh, but after the race, he was furious. I um, actually. Actually, when I won the uh, the Florida State uh, Road Race Championship, he's a bike shop in uh, the bike shop in Ormond Beach, it's called. I actually gave him my, my Florida State jersey just for all the help he's given me over the years. And it uh, had a little moment. But, yeah, Jack's a great guy, man. <laughs> and
0: so how many state championships have you won? Georgia, Florida, Tennessee.
2: Um,
0: one or two others in there. Alabama? I've
2: won uh, South Carolina. Oh, don't get me started on Alabama. Um, I'll get back to that in just a second. I won uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and, uh, and Alabama. That was like three weeks ago. I hit it with, I think, six laps to go. And I got caught 200 meters from the line. We messed up the lead-out train. My team thought I was, I was gone. And they, they started leading out the sprinter. Oh, No and it was a miscommunication there and uh <laughs> got caught yeah we're like on the final turn but yeah i'm not whatever
0: was, you'll be but, back for that one yeah what so what do you think it is that you know having this crackness you know i've seen it in races where you're a guy that i'm like i'm waiting to see when he goes yeah um is it just something on your shoulder that's like, dude, now's the time. Are you looking for something? Are, is it instinct? How can a new rider learn what this is? Because I try to teach people
1: yeah.
0: the fact that, like, this is why you go do training races. This is why you go experiment with stuff. To the to the rider who is like, well, you know, I need to sit in because I'm like, no, you need to go try stuff. Because the more you try, like, if you think, should I go, should I not go? It's too late. You missed it. Like, for me, it's just there's something that's like, dude, go now. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But the yeah. More you do it, and the more you learn about yourself, I can be like, there's no way I can get away right now because of X, Y, and Z. Um, what is, what's, how's that working in your head? Um, it's a lot of feeling, but
2: it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of just thinking about it. Remember when you, uh, when you hit it in, uh, in Tonga,
1: mm-hmm. when
2: you it up into the break? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was a move. That When he went, I went, Dang it. <laughs> like, that was the perfect time. <laughs> I saw you just riding off, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, the guys in the break, they were dead. You were fresh. You went right before the climb. You're going to catch them on the climb. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, they're not going to, not going to hold your real. I mean, the power you had that day, the guys had been in the break for what, 70 miles?
1: Yeah, they were perfect, roasted. Perfect
2: move. <laughs> um, but coming back to that, it's, it's a lot. Um, when I was in the uh, North Carolina State Championship, really climbing stage, I, I got I got away with one of the Noble Nordisk guys, and uh, he was killing me. <laughs> he was killing me. We we were taking pulls like these minute pulls, just destroying each other. On the last lap, you can see him breathing, you know whatnot. And you're always looking for these cues. You're looking for okay, how's this pedal motion? Is he, When guys get tired, they sometimes they'll bring up their heel. And they're kind of like, um, like a little cat. As they're pedaling,
0: they'll bring it up. Or like a dog swimming.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. when uh,
1: Let
0: everyone has, <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> I'm telling you all my secrets, friend. You better no, not. Don't a... tell anyone. <laughs> there have been people in, like, I go in and chat with people in forums, and they're like, I don't expect yeah. you to give off trade secrets. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I'm doing. And yeah. I'm like, I hate yeah. these other coaches who are like. I talked to a guy one time and asked him a question like yo you should ask your coach about that and i was like dude <laughs> i thought we were like cool okay
2: cool that's uh i, I call those people they're hoarders they don't want those people that will get like um same thing real estate like they won't give real estate guys they won't give like any information because it's their little secrets
1: mm.
2: but there's the other type of the abundance people they believe that there's enough for everyone to go around and i believe that too yeah,
1: yeah but uh okay hallelujah okay
2: yeah. um <laughs> in motion okay i like to try to p- push my heel down to get more of the quad
1: mm-hmm. because
2: it's more when you when you raise your heel it's more of your um, calf muscle
1: mm-hmm.
2: um other people this way you have to be cognizant of this you have to watch uh how you have people to watch are traveling yeah yeah and um so the guy, he was raising his heels like, okay, that's point number one. And on the last lap, he was drinking a lot of water, point number two. Normally, when someone's super tired, they're going to be pounding down the water. Uh, and point number three, he, like, really quickly, almost like panically, went for a gel to eat. Yeah, it's kind of, why would he get so quick? You know, normally you take a pull, you go to the bag, you don't know he was—he was like searching for his just. I gotta—I gotta
0: hit this guy. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, right when, flustered, we. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right when I when I got it, I hit him right away. Um, I was pulling. I looked back. as "I, I gotta go." Bam.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, yeah, he just—I mm-hmm. I swallowed in for that one. Um, really, really beautiful victory.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. This you're like really hitting on this. It's you get to the race you're taking inventory of people as the race goes on you're not all of a sudden like i think i'm gonna attack like there's so much thought that goes into it and while some of it is rapid fire you can be in the break sometimes and as fast as you're going like things get into slow motion and you're like it just and the more you think through it and that's why i think you know yeah it's really interesting to hear that i like that and that's you know, I wanna. I think I've won more races than I should have because of this, yeah. and that's why it's like when I see a guy like you, who I'm like, God, dude, this dude's crafty. I really got to watch out for him. And I've been on the the punched end of it, and it's like, yeah. Oh, and then
2: thanks. you won the crib the next the next day. Okay, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I won in the road race though. I won the state championship, and it was just like, but you know, one
2: one thing too that. I don't get why people do this, but, okay, there's three guys in the race, okay? Let's say there's, there's you and two other the super strong guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whenever the super strong guy attacks, everyone says, oh, Brendan's attacking, oh, we have to follow Brendan, oh, you know? Why don't you, okay, why don't you let that go and counterattack him? Why don't guys, I've seen you do this, so I know you agree with me, why don't you, Not go with the strong guys. It's this counter. It's just like, guys, like, this is. Brendan is a Masters National Champion. Brendan can ride. Okay. The guy knows what he's doing. Why don't you follow him, then counterattack him? You do. Why do you. Why do people go with the strongest? It just blows every single time. It blows my mind.
0: I say it. i say it in a different way. When there's someone stronger, you want to ride away from them. You You want to be in the group that's not with him. So, like you're saying, yeah, if he attacks and a break is forming sure you can't let it necessarily always go yeah but you need to be thinking how can I get away from this guy not I need to shadow him if you shadow him guess what happens he's gonna beat you he's fat you know he's yeah. faster than you like yeah and it's just got to re-engineer it and that's what it's uh man there's there's a race where um man he raced for silver pro cycling he got injured and he was making a comeback ryan roth and he we're going into a local race and ryan roth comes down and we're like is that ryan roth ryan roth and i was like oh like we thought we had a game plan we had there's guys from canada coming down so we knew who was there all right this is it just like blew up any game plan whatsoever and i'm like this hey all we got to do is get away from that dude and so I was like, you know what, there's one major climb. He, we're not gonna drop him on that. We need to try and get people away before the climb. There's this little thing, like, how can we get away from this guy, make it where then everybody looks to him to do all the work. And it actually ended up working. We won the race, but everyone's like, oh my God, so-and-so's here, the race is over. It's like, no dude, start thinking, like, be smarter. It's, it's, there's smarter. so much
2: psychologi- psychology in this sport. It's ridiculous. Um, Remember, remember Tonga, the, Tonga 1, the crit?
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, I remember that crit. That corner was killing <laughs> I hate cornering. Okay.
2: Oh. Yeah, I remember you were off the front, uh, like, in the first, like, three laps. Like, there goes Brendan. <laughs>
0: like, like, you know, first race, I'm like, maybe – I was talking to – it was either Michael or Tanner. And yeah. Michael Hernandez, one was like – I don't think people are going to be fit and the other was like I think a lot of people are going to be fit so I was like well I'm just going to test it and see what happens yeah,
2: yeah. well wow. I was in the back when you hit it and I was uh, oh my oh. lord I, I saw your I saw your uniform go and I'm like frantically trying to get to the front and there's all these like cat two cat threes ahead of me it was, oh it was, it was horrible but this is a good perfect example for the tactics okay we had we had four guys in our break okay we had Huntley super strong sprinter uh from Atlanta. Uh more of a crit rider, less of a road racer. I think you know Huntley. Um a strong cat two guy. And uh what's his name? Uh your homeboy from Arkansas. Tanner. Yeah, Tanner is Tanner was super strong I in that was, race. Tanner
0: has that extra gear, that overdrive is like yeah.
2: So I'm sitting there. I've been working on my hotel, man. This whole year, okay. Like I've been working so, I'm trying to make as much as I can this year, so I don't have to work next season, okay. So at this race, we we went we had we we got around. We were lapping the I think we lapped the yeah we lapped the main peloton. So you have time to think, you know. You're going hard, but you're thinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So okay, we got the strong cat two guy. He's strong, but I don't really know him. Okay, he's probably going to get dropped. Okay, bam, get behind here. I got, I got a podium. Awesome. What's going to happen? Who is the best sprinter? Huntley's the best sprinter. Huntley will beat me sprinting nine times out of ten. Who is the strongest overall rider? Tanner. Mm-hmm. How is this going to play out? Tanner's going to have to hit it. Tanner's strong, but he's – I remember last couple years, he hasn't been a very good uh, cornerer, okay? That's, one of, that's probably one of his only chinks in his armor. I think it's better now, but this is what I have to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornering. Okay. The last turn, sharp cur- turn, followed by a uh, climb. So I was thinking I might do better in the sprint, again, with a little a little climb.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think like this, Tanner's going to hit it. He's going to have to hit it before the race. Who's the strongest sprinter? Huntley. He's, he's going to have to respond. Otherwise, he's going to lose and Tanner's going to win. This is exactly what happened. Okay. (laughs) Two laps to go. Tanner hit. I'm I'm just waiting for it. This is my game plan. If I lose, I lose. But every person has a card. You have, you have a coach. You realize that Mm -hmm. you see some of these guys, this guy's a sprinter. This guy has those fast twitch muscles. We have to work him into sprinting situations. Okay. And I have my card that I have to play. Um, Tanner hit it with two laps and i look over at huntley <laughs> i'm not pulling, i'm not okay that, that's all huntley if huntley wants to win if huntley wants to win the race he has to respond yeah because i'm not pulling him back huntley's going to jump me yeah. and win okay huntley pulled it pulled it till the start finish right and then right with a lap to go and right when we were 50 meters from from tanner tanner's gas He's been going, killing it for that whole lap. Huntley's gassed. Come on.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, too easy. Out. And I hit it on, on the climb. I uh, I passed Huntley. I got into uh, Tanner's uh, slipstream. Bam, hit him. I mean, it's just, it's too easy.
1: Yeah, And
2: I sold him for the for the, for the victory that's a perfect example of the tactics you have a plan and sometimes it goes that way <clears throat> and what tyson would say everyone has a plan until the punch in the mouth right uh and sometimes it does not go that way like in uh in mobile in the alabama state championship like that was my plan but my plan wasn't uh
0: get pulled back <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, it's, yeah, it's really good, too. I think a lot of times being able to be nimble with the plan because a lot of newer riders, you know.
2: Well, yeah. Both, both those guys were stronger than me that day. Uh, Tanner was 10 times. He destroyed me in the time trial. He, it just, like, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And Huntley destroyed me. In the, uh both of them were stronger than me. Uh, that's why tactics are so important.
0: What do you think that – so I'm surprised to hear that Tanner went with two to go. That's kind of far in my mind because Tanner's yeah. so strong that I would – if I was Tanner, I would have been going on that climb. And I think that, you know, get away. Because – so people that don't know the race, you go through the start-finish, you take a right, you go up, up a little climb, and then it's kind yeah. of like falls flat on the backside, and then it's down. And if he can get around that last corner ahead of you guys, I think he, he wins. Um but we're not going to let him go. We're not going to let him go. He
2: no, it was a, it was a good move because he went after the climb on the false, false flat when um, when your legs are shot. It's maybe a lap and a 3 quarters. Okay. So you think two laps he's not going to hold it. You know, maybe Yeah. He, he went he went a good time. I mean, it was, it was he played his card because if it's a lap to go, I'm not letting him go. Yeah. You know, um and Hunt is not letting him go cuz we've been – we, we we've been eyeing and everyone's doing these calculations. If you make it to a cat one, you know, you're, you're doing these calculations. Totally,
0: Yeah. I just, ah, I'm like, God, I want to race so badly. It's killing me, man. Like it's killing me. me. Um, what's, let's talk about the team in China that you raced with and how you got linked up with them and maybe even jumping before that you started, did you start racing in 2013?
2: yeah i raced
0: how'd you get into this and uh, let's get okay. the origin story real quick yeah we'll
2: go way back but i raced uh 2008 was my first race my first state championship um i was 17
0: so you're so, 29 you're 30 now oh man i'm 29 <laughs> 29 <30, 29? laughs> yeah, yeah okay so you're, that's what it was i looked on whatever racing age
2: yeah man we're getting old brandon Dude, I'm almost. I'm I'm
0: 38. I'm gonna be to <laughs> You're like
2: you're like my uh you're my uh you're my inspiration.
0: <laughs> okay, I but, inspiration. I want to be inspired, dude. <laughs> okay. Um. That's Owen shot. Owen shots in 40. Oh years. man. And I was yeah. like, woo, bro. Okay, so
2: I saw when I was 17, I got on a really good development program, ORC Orlando Road Club. Okay. All the Florida pros basically came out of that program. Um, I, I had no business being there. Like they were so much, they were so much better at everything than I was. Um, I got onto that. They really helped me for my first year. But then I went to, uh, I went to Ecuador for student exchange, mm-hmm. uh, and I learned Spanish I was there for a year. And then I went to Eastern Europe for almost two years. And uh enrolled in uh, Linguistic University in Belarus. As I came back, I really got into uh, getting into racing and cycling once I entered USF. Um, one thing I want to talk about is if you want to be successful in this sport, you need a coach. You need someone. You need someone to – this is something you do well. I, I've uh, – been been watching you you need to your coach needs to be a cheerleader and a drill sergeant it's about destroying destroying the athlete in training and bringing them up Mm. because you know better than everyone this is a roller coaster Mm -hmm. the highest of highs are brought by the lowest of lows and it's not about it's not you see you know we see one side you know we see the facebook oh wow raleigh was won a uci race in the minkum republic oh that's so cool You, you do not see what the the issues, the problems that had to be passed to get there. It's just like it's. I can't. Like I don't want to say like, oh, my life is so hard, but we only see one side, man.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like that picture that's been on like social media where they show the podium and then beneath the ground, it's like hard work, dedication, motivation, like all these other things that go into it. Um yeah I think a lot of it is I've had athletes that I've coached for like 6 months and they're like dude I want to be winning races like you do and I want to be doing these crazy mega weekends and I'm like dude I've ridden 120,000 miles you've yeah. ridden for yeah. 6 months like yeah. just, that's not endurance sports
2: I think it's something with a social media with like instant
0: gratification the culture we
2: live in uh 100% cycling whether we like it or not cycling is blue collar Mm-hmm. it 's blue it 's white collar like the um, the lawyers the 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 very high class that get into it, but the real the guys that are winning races are blue collar <laughs> mm-hmm. like don 't like sure. it's it 's clash you of know, cultures and people people think if I get this ten thousand dollar bike i 'm gonna i 've never trained with power you know i 've yeah. never trained never and uh, that 's when people talk about watts i 'm like oh that 's Oh, you feel like that's cool, but in some of these races, in one of these races, I won. Well, what was it? Um, I think it was a Georgia State Road race. It was super climb. It was eight thousand feet of climbing. Mean, this guy was this guy that got second. He's like, I soloed in. I got four minutes. I soloed in like three laps to go. Guy's like, what was your what was your watch for kg? He's like, house wow, is three point four times three point seven five. I was like, dude. I was like, I beat you by three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay <laughs> it is, i don't i I know it helps, you know, I know it's good, I know it's a good tool.
0: but, but it's you'
2: put too much at it, yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day you're gonna have to suffer
0: I've had people that have been like, yo, my power meter died, so I went home, and I was like oh, I just, but it blows my mind. the power meter's dead, so that week of training, they just don't really train. I'm like you could you could do rate of perceived exertion, you could go ride, you could just. Yeah. Like the people won the tour to who's there are a ton of people that won a tour de France with no power meter. Like Valverde,
1: Valverde.
2: only uses uh heart rate to this day.
0: Yeah. So it yeah, it's a great tool. I love it, but it it gets so much like everybody's obsessed with it. People are using metrics, they don't understand the application to actually racing. Like the the biggest thing is you know I, I don't even get me on a tangent yeah Anyways, <laughs> keep going with your story
2: I I can't remember what your question was but what was your question I'm I'm, so, I'm big um, on yeah we doing an
0: origin story where where okay. yeah you started in 2008 and then yeah I'm mostly curious of when did you how did you link up with this team out of China and when did all that happen and what have you kind of learned from this next stage of yeah it, racing internationally is a different different ball game.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um.
2: I, I go got back to USF. Uh, I've been riding uh, for my years at the in Eastern Europe, the linguistic university. I've been training in negative thirty, you know, over there in, in Belarus. Uh, so I, I had the power, you know. Down outside.
0: <laughs> outside. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Negative, negative thirty, 30. Celsius. Negative thirty Celsius. Yeah. So I come back and. uh I was hooked up with USF Cycling. Um, I had a fire, man. I really wanted to get it. Um, put up with Brian from Ciclo Sudori. The guy is just, again, the guy, like, he had no business coaching us. The guy is just 180 IQ level. The guy's a genius.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We got hooked up with him, and um, we'd have team training every Tuesday and Wednesday, motor pacing behind the car. We'd have team camp, week-long camps. Uh guy just brought my level up so high. I got into these oh, I felt so these four or five races just <laughs> just smoked these guys. Cool yeah, I cut up to a cat four, smoke these guys cut to a cat three, smoke these guys cut to a cat one two. And then when you're in cat two, you know, you like that's a different level. Cat three to cat two, mm-hmm. like the boys can ride. Mm-hmm. Especially in Florida. We had a lot of uh, back in the day Florida's solid state. I'm... And you, even before, man, like, we has, we'd we have pros coming up from Latin America, coming up from Miami, and these guys are just stallions.
0: And, like, I'm still, like <laughs> – Dude, I did tour of South Florida this year, and I was like, people are yeah. ripping in February. Like, that was yeah. fun.
2: So I got hooked up with him, and then I did
0: well. And uh... – What was the duration from going from Cat 5 to Cat 1? I did it in one season did you one-
2: cat, i went to cat two in one season and yeah. i think i think i got one in one season i'm pretty sure it was either the very beginning the end of the very beginning of the season i think i caught up in deli on springs i think it was the first race of the season i think it was four or five months i can't remember but it was pretty quick
0: yeah Super um yeah then i left usf and I need you to, to make it. a point on that actually. If you look up you in I thought I raced a pretty decent amount. You were racing like forty to fifty races a year, which is <laughs> you know.
2: That was that was uh from Pioneer Mortgage, Yeah, uh, Scott. Without Scott you know you know you know Scott? I don't know Scott. Okay, without Scott's support, like I had no money, but without Scott's support, there's no way I could have uh Shut up Scott. Scott. yeah, Scott cook no. Um, but for some, I don't know somehow, but all throughout my career, I've had these people. I'm not sure if it's God, I'm not sure it's destiny, but they've been placed in my life mm-hmm. that have helped me so much just making these these connections Without Al Scott, there's no I working as a lifeguard I oh was a cat one too working as a lifeguard, working eight hours, going out and training and going out on the weekends and just trying to, you know, get these cat up points, but without Scott's support, there's no way I could have done this without every person in my life support. But okay. I got up to a cat. I was a cat one at this point, And uh, I started to venture out of Florida. And I was like, I need a coach. I need a coach out here that can support me. And I'm doing the, uh, crossroads race. I think you raced that. It was, uh, it was, week, it was a week long back in the day. So really? We had, yeah, we had Georgia Grand Prix. That was
0: a week long. Was it Crossroads?
2: Yeah, it was yes, Crossroads Cycling Classic. It was North and South Carolina. Really good races with good money. So we had Georgia Grand Prix. That was a week. And then you could go directly to Crosswinds. which was a week long. So you could have a two-week long of racing. So I'm up there doing this race. No idea what I'm doing. I'm just – attacking you know it's like trying <laughs> trying to get something done and there was hank happy there uh back when they they were super strong that year they had miguel byron they had um and so what my year, wife
0: what year are we talking around uh what was this? 14
2: 15 I think. okay so my wife we speak russian with my
0: wife and, and that's from when you went to Belarus, or do you have Russian? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I learned Russian there, um, which is a whole other story. But, uh, and there was the, uh, the Novo Nordisk team, and they all had Russian coaches. They had uh, Alexei Schmidt, he rode for uh, Petusha back in the day. Oh, wow. He had all these guys, I'm like, okay, whoa. My wife started to talk to them, they're like, hey, my, my, my oh, husband, yeah, back in the day, wants to um, needs a coach. And Yosha got his contact with Gleb Groisman. Gleb had no business coaching me. The guy, the guy was um, was the Russian national team coach. Wow. Okay. The guy was the just the amount of knowledge that Gleb has is just. We sat down and he watched me race. I guess he saw something, but he started coaching me, and that's really what brought me to the next level. I had a little, I'm a good local rider. You know, I can get podiums in a, in a local one, two, two. Okay. You got to bring up the bar. And it was systematic. It was professional. It was, this is your life training. One thing like you can play basketball, you know, you can play football, but cycling is a lifestyle. And you, it doesn't end <laughs> you know it'd be great man after like training you go and get like a you know uh a twinkie bar you know and just like start go, chowing down food but it doesn't work that way it's a lifestyle and with Glyph I understood that and I worked my
0: ass off you
2: know ass backside off to um to get to where I got uh
0: get on that lifestyle a little bit more like yeah you know, going back to the Instagram, instant gratification, I want to ride eight hours a week and be a superstar. It's not, it's not that. It's continual day in, day out, making the right choices. What do you see as the cycling lifestyle? Um, um, or on that point, like what is detrimental that a ton of athletes are doing that you see that it's just like, man, that's not the way to do it. Or just explain to people a little bit more what, how you see the lifestyle. When you say, hey, this is a lifestyle, like, what do you mean?
2: For some reason, people like are against getting uh, miles. I don't know if that's like a it's – Because it's like it takes time. Like a, a new age thing or something.
0: I, I saw – What's I saw a quick shortcut? You know what I mean? It's like how do I not do that?
2: It's, it's like – what do you say? It's like seven hours to to pro cycling a week. Um, it just, what do you, what do you got? Like 14,000, 12,000 this year? year? Yeah. I'm
0: about to hit 15 today, actually. That's, that's incredible. It's crazy. I do it. It's because of COVID. I mean, if I had been waiting, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't. I no, because there's no races. Like, I, I yeah. had like a block where it was just like 500, 500, 400, 500. Like that's awesome, five man. Miles. I want to
2: get a, uh, by the way, I want to I get a um, a, uh, a trip across Colorado you if you want to meet up but a week-long trip in dude
0: hold on a second hold on you so we're gonna get derailed here but on this, <laughs> i was actually thinking about you when you did your crazy long cross country was D- did it? i call you did i invite you i think no you, didn't. you were one of the guys I oh, okay not, I, by- <laughs> did I did not get that invite but how do you bring clothes and stuff or do you just wash a kid every night in the same. I wanted to
2: invite you if it makes any difference. Like you were one of the guys on my list. It's like I want to invite Brendan. Um, I would
0: do it. Here's the thing, though. I'm not yeah. like, using the camping and carting shit. And like, I didn't
2: camp. I didn't camp. Okay. I'm not a camp. I'm like I'm not. I so camp, but I don't cycle in camp because they're all dirty work? and whatnot. No, no, no.
0: How do we? But work? okay, I'll,
2: I'll tell you this quick, you camp,
0: man. You kids, Like, what's the deal here?
2: No, I need. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm like hardcore, but I, I'm like clean hardcore. I don't do the dirty hardcore. But yeah. um,
0: I can be on board with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay so you know we have a we have a little uh, bed and breakfast hotel here yeah. in Helen Georgia um okay so for covid the government shut down all of the hotels here in Helen Georgia and i'm like i'm going crazy it's like i have my mortgage payment i have all my payments i'm sitting at home like a my wife's like, I gotta do something. Like, I got, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do like a training camp, or I gotta do something. I'm going crazy. Like, I can't travel anywhere. The borders are closed. Losing money hand over fist, and I've always wanted to do this trip across the U.S. I've researched it, uh, like read blogs about it. You know, like screw it. Uh, it was, it was Monday, and I knew like if I plan, I'm gonna talk myself out of it. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, it's gonna what if I get a flat, <laughs> you know, what if it breaks? And I said, yeah, screw it. I just bought the ticket. I bought it for a Wednesday. And so, like, I was like, dang it. I, like, I wanted to do – my buddy was thinking about doing it with me from Miami. So, I'm like, hey, you ready to do this? so like, well, when are we going? I was like, well, we're going Wednesday. Wednesday. And he's like, no, no, no. I called Owen, and Owen's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. When are we going? He's like, I'm like, Wednesday. And I was like, okay, screw it. <laughs> so I'm just going to do it on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to take to San Diego and like, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, the plane in the airport. I'm like trying to read about blogs, like the best route to take. Okay. So yeah, you know, screw it. I'm just going to work it out. I'm going to find a city. A hundred miles to the East. I'm gonna go to that city. Um, so I, ra- I ride to San Diego. I, I put together my bike in the airport and I just rolled out from the baggage claim on my bike And uh, I brought two kits, a pair of clothes, and, like, 10 tubes. And I just – I rolled out of the airport, and I went towards the city. I had my iPhone, whatnot. Got in 100 miles. And uh, the next day, I got in 150, and I just picked a city east. I just went to that city. And it was amazing. Like, I did the whole thing – in 17 days so I averaged 140 miles with uh
1: God, with
2: zero rest days <laughs> so like, I, I was, I was like, like I'm gonna get in the weekend I'm, I'm gonna take a break and then I got to the West Texas I was like well I don't wanna I don't wanna waste a, a rest day here you know it's like all it was all like oil rigs like there was nothing out there so I'm just keep going I got to uh like the Arkansas Alabama i'm just gonna keep going man so uh but it was amazing Brent. like i can see you doing this but like it was amazing you're on the bike for eight my biggest day was 200 miles you're on the bike for eight seven eight nine ten hours and there's no one it's just you and it's just like it's like a meditation session for 10 hours it was just it was amazing uh crossing new mexico you 're at eight seven eight thousand feet elevation, and you look out and there 's just a range with uh, with mountains there 's ranches out there. I went eighty miles without seeing a soul
0: mhm it's just it 's awesome it 's crazy New Mexico's beautiful i 've only oh, driven man. through, and really uh, I was talking to Brandon a lot last week, and they go out there and uh, yeah, it was incredible. I couldn't. I for some reason I don't think New Mexico high elevation. Like when you're driving to Colorado, that's when you start to like having to start chugging water. Or like you can feel the sickness. I I didn't feel so hot when we were heading out to Masters Nationals last year because it just, yeah like, yeah it crept up on me and I know that elevation really screws with me. If I it's weird if I fly somewhere I'm okay when I've driven into it. It like for some reason it really messes with my with my body, but. Um, dude, that's incredible. I'm just like sitting here thinking about that. And I remember, you know, I watched through Instagram, whatever, and a guy had commented as you were going through taxes, like, "Hey, just make sure you keep your lights charged." And da da da. And so, did you have panniers, or how did you did you have a how do you carry this the clothes on your back? I just brought a I just brought a backpack, man. Um, back the whole time.
2: I thought about it, like I could get panniers and all that and that's nice but that's extra
0: drag Was too. Was backpack Not annoying?
2: Yeah yeah I mean after a couple of days like the rubbing uh it like made a sore there on my uh my back. Yeah a little but stamp stamp. Suck it up <laughs> yeah. but I got a backpack and because of COVID the hotels were like 30 bucks a night. So like 30, 40 bucks a night, it's like, it was nothing like 17 days. I just knocked it out. And, uh, it was amazing. Like it it's was, nice. it's like, just go knock out this cross country trip real quick. And like, I look at like Google maps sometime. I don't believe I did it. It just, it just blows my mind when you it's look at amazing. it. But now like now I'm going like psycho. Like I joined a little, uh, sci- uh bicycle touring group, like on a Facebook the other day. Like they're cycling across Europe. Uh, one- in dude
0: let's ride it a- guys riding yeah. from spain to uh like in, Africa. in i'm in that i'm in
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can see us man just pedaling across europe just dude, crazy Americans. let's do it
0: let's do it i will one, one thing that like, it's
2: super good for uh for training one thing i'm trying to do is a uh, a trip across cuba okay one of my good friends goes mojica he was the uh cuban national champion I want to see – I haven't talked to QC about this, but I want to see if he can do a, a guided tour and get him some money, you know, because this stuff is rough in Cuba right now. Down Cuba and back. Dude. just amazing.
0: I love international travel. I love not – like, I love the language barrier. I yeah. love – I mean, the amazing thing about Europe that we forget coming from the States, like, you drive from Philly to Florida – yeah, there's regional differences, but it doesn't change that much. You go from Spain to Croatia, you see a lot of different stuff. It yes. is, oh my god! I, COVID's got to go because I want to travel to places. <laughs> Dude,
2: I'm I'm freaking out here. I'm like, I yeah. want to be
0: number one on that invite list this time. That would. Uh,
2: be- we'll talk later. I, I was I was actually able to do a trip from Las Vegas to uh, Boulder, Colorado. I'll so, do that too. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk after, but. Okay. Uh, it, it the is. the point
0: of all this was volume, so you believe in volume.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's – once I started working with Gleb uh, – Gleb's old school, man. Like, Gleb is – he was born in the Soviet Union, and this is the same Soviet Union that produced these cyclists, just powerhouse cyclists. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I was doing – what you're doing? I, I do a lot of work on uh, rollers now, so I don't have the same volume. Mm-hmm. So it kills me because I want to yeah. know how much I'm doing, you know, compared to the other guys. Yeah, I see you. You're fifteen thousand feet miles. Oh man, I want to,
1: you know, I, I want to crank it up.
0: there's been a point now where I'm like, man, I could possibly hit twenty thousand this year, which would be pretty crazy. I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that again but
2: go for it i mean why yeah, not?
0: yeah i mean we'll see i'm gonna keep i, I really like lifting and so like I'm, i've been slowly switching my focus towards the gym and um i don't know we'll see though it'd be pretty cool yeah. mark to hit i always had considered like ten thousand was my goal for like a really long time there were a few seasons because of living in upstate new york yeah. i'll be on the winter it was really more that like the off season then would start I wasn't lifting a ton and I would just drink too much and so like September, October, November, (laughs) December my miles would (laughs) go way down yeah it's just stupid and I'd be like man I only hit 9,500 miles this year like how'd that happen well because you're
2: so I'm super competitive you know we all we're all competitive yeah so like I I, I trip here in the mountains so like sixty miles for me will have ten thousand feet of climbing. Yeah, so how, business. like, how much uh, elevation gain have they got? Like, I'm, I'm like looking on Strava.
0: Zero. So I'm
2: su- I'm such a dork. Yeah, in bro, that regard. Now,
0: Johnny Mitchell, he he's you know on Eastern Tennessee, so East Tennessee obviously has way more hills. Yeah. He'll do like he's like, man, I hit a million feet of elevation today, and I'm like, I'm at like four seventy, bro. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. I have less than half of yours. It's. Yeah, but that's why I'm averaging like 22 miles an hour on some of these bike rides. Some of these, yeah, I look at some of your rides on there. I was like,
2: I'm giving like the virtual respect hand, man. Like, yeah, what last week we had a a guy's come stay at our hotel to get ready for six gap. You know, six gap, right? I've never done it. I want to do it, but yeah. Colombian guys, we did six gap, and it was like 10 or 11,000 feet of climbing, but it was only like right at 100 I think it was 98 miles but like on the flats that'd be like 22 hours yeah 20, 20 yeah. you're looking at 140 almost but yeah okay whatever
0: it's crazy how many mi- and plus now like I have an aero bike that makes that's another mile an hour it's so yeah. crazy um, yeah. dude I think one of the things when I was googling you and you're like you know you kind of jumped to this before. I was like, with cycling in life, there's no easy way. It's hard work and you have to think about what you're doing. Uh, there's been several times where I'm like, screw it. I don't want to do this. I'm tired. I can just get a nine to five job, get a and done, but life's not meant to be easy. And I love just like your, the way you're looking, not at cycling, but just at life. Like, Oh, this is hard. Yeah. I'm gonna go do it. Oh, ride across America. That sounds pretty insane. Yeah. I'm going to go do it. Like you just, Giving stuff a shot, and I, man, it's a really great thing to read to remind ourselves of. Like, we're here once. Go yeah. do, try something, do something. Even if it's gonna be really hard, and you might fall flat in your face, who cares? Like, and social media has come up in this conversation a few times, but I think yeah. we're, we're. It's so easy for us to be like, I got to make sure I'm putting out only me winning, because if I lose, yes. I'm gonna look like a chump. Yes. But it's like, man, just go do the hard thing. Try something different. I really respect that a lot. It was really cool to read that. Um, I've had to work on my social media,
2: too, because I'm not like a social media type of guy. But I really needed it for cycling to make the connections to get my name out there. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I won't post anything. I'm, I'm fine with not posting anything. But, like, you need that. You're so good. We talked about this in Tennessee, but the Gary V mentality for the social media—you just, yeah. you're so good at that. Love that. Like I see you, and I'm like, okay, all right. Brendan's got his game, man. I got, I got, I got to work on this, man. And that's why you're developing your so, your coaching. Yeah. That's why people know who you are, uh, which, which is awesome. I respect that a lot
0: thanks man yeah we've been you know really when we started evoke january 2019 i said to patrick and i always bring this back as like kind of like a mindset i was like how do we get people in oregon to know about us like i don't want to just coach people in memphis i don't want to just coach people in rochester like i feel like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about we started this because we were on a phone conversation i was like yo dude yeah. We should be recording this. And he's like, that's not a bad idea. And I'm like, we should just start putting out content. Like, yeah. this would help. This conversation, this conversation will help people. Um, and that's really kind of where it all started. So I appreciate you saying that. Cause you've been definitely putting in the time to, to you know, I watched all the Gary Vee stuff, like how do we promote stuff the right way. And I don't want it ever to come across as like, we know everything. We're, yeah. you know, yeah. Cat 1. I'm not even a pro cyclist. I just really love it. Yeah, but you
2: would if you got into it. If you got into when you were younger, you would be. I I, I know. I think we've had this conversation before. You and I both
0: know you would be. But you know what? Maybe I wouldn't because maybe I would have got into it and maybe I would have burned out, or maybe I would have been as. I think my obsession with it came at a really good point in my life because I found cycling when get out of college, start working and I was 26. So it's kind of like, it's really hard to get people together to play basketball. It's really like yeah. you're more just doing social stuff. And I remember leaving a bar one night being like, so is this my life? Like yeah. you, you like go to work and then I do these like social things and then I go to bed and then it's the weekend and then I go to work and I do these. And I'm like, is this, is this my cycle? Like, I don't, I don't feel competitive. I don't feel like I'm achieving stuff. Like, yeah. My achievements were like sales numbers. And I was like, this is not – something doesn't seem right. And then I found cycling. And, and it's like, really
2: easy to get get trapped in that lifestyle. And just and it's, I, man, I, I'd be so much more successful monetarily if I wouldn't cycle. <laughs> but, but you see these guys, these millionaires that – they're alcoholics – they divorce their wives they're living alone yeah. and it's about you have to know your your why you have to have a reason mm-hmm. to do this
0: mm-hmm. um yeah there's a balance there's a fine line i think you know it's um yeah i mean circling back, yeah. back it's like social media we never would have been able to create this type of thing if it wasn't for a guy like gary v who's talking about i mean i go into forums and just talk to people and answer questions and that's kind of one way we got our name out and it's really one of his books is jab 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 right yeah i've give, read that yeah give, give 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 and then ask for the business so it's like yeah. after i've put out 80 videos and have helped you in this and it's like hey man are you looking for a coach is your friend looking for a coach like we're here hook us up like you know give us a shout out so the
2: good thing about what you do is that there. Yes, there's a lot of good coaches, but there are a lot of very poor coaches in the U.S. Cut and paste, and some of these guys, they're just read. They're a page ahead of. Uh, they're reading. They just regurgitate the information. Uh, and for some reason, a lot of them focus on the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, because they don't know how to focus on the technique, the technique, the technique. They don't know how to focus on the the uh, strategy, the tactics. Mm-hmm. It is easier just to say, that's why I hold our wait for a killer. You know, to regurgitate that information. And it, it has to go alongside the tactics, the psychology. The psychology is more important than anything else in the sport. Mm-hmm. As you know, psychology of racing, psychology of training, psychology of it – it's horrible. It's ho- so hard.
0: It's really hard. Now, I guess to play devil's advocate to that, I think while the Watts are important, I yeah. think – and it's hard to teach sometimes the sixth sense of yeah. that person on your shoulder in the race. But I think it can be taught in the training, in how people approach intervals. When you see yes. someone that's like, I couldn't do it and I quit at number five. I'm like, but you just did the one before within five watts. Yeah. That's, that's a win. That's a completion. It's back to this over obsession I mean, I've had athletes that were like, "I'm a failure," and I'm like, "You missed it by literally two watts. That's like a you a fart on the bike would have been two more <laughs> watts." Like, what? Yeah. What? And then the comment that I get from a lot of people are: number one, you make me rest more than I want to, but number two, when I go hard, you make me go really freaking hard because
2: people don't rest enough.
0: They don't do rest, not enough. rest enough. They don't go hard enough. It's like the yeah. Tim Teufel says that the hard days aren't hard enough and the easy days are too hard. Who, who said that? Tim Cusick, he does yeah. like a lot of WKO stuff, and so I, yeah. I really like a lot of his stuff. Um, and he, and and so I'll have athletes that I'll give them really hard workouts, and they'll fail them. And we have gotten away from if you have you heard of training and racing with a power meter? The yeah. book, yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's a good book.
0: It's a it's good, a good book. book. So I'm like, maybe yeah. he doesn't like power meter. Okay, but in the back, the appendix, there are workouts that are grizzly bears. Like, dude, you read yeah. them, and you're like, I don't even think this is. Humanly possible. Yeah. So go back maybe five or six years ago. Patrick Wallie and I we were talking about these. I'm like, dude, have you ever tried these? Like, I I know I can't do these. Like, I'm looking at a, the first third. Yeah. So he went out as a guinea pig and started to try to do some of these kitchen sink workouts. The first one he got, he's like, dude, I got 20 percent through. A couple weeks later, he got 30 percent through. We're talking like a year down the road. He's like, I just did that workout, and that's when we started to realize. Yeah. You know the cumulative effect of training, but also that it is okay if you suck at VO2 max and you fail it for
2: yes, Everyone
0: yes. And, and there's a ton of coaches and there's a lot of people that I respect. They're like, "Well, if you're failing, dial back the intensity." Or I'm like, "No, dude, just you realize you suck at this right now. You need to work at it." Guess what? You're not going to get a medal after this workout. You this is you are bad at this, and we yeah. hate hearing yeah. that. it's like. Yeah. So I have a – there's just athletes where it's like I had a person quit that was just like, you're setting me up for failure. I'm like, okay, said differently. I'm showing you things that you're really bad at. So when this happens in a race, we're going to work on it. And every week, they'd get a little bit farther, but they weren't completing the workout. But they made
1: progress,
0: yeah. but they wanted perfection. And that's one thing that I just stole from Tom Brady. When a podcast I love Tom Brady. Said, <laughs> he said can we start looking at progress versus perfection and that's one thing that i'm going to try and preach more to uh some of my athletes that need to hear that like it's okay if you felt this i mean there are workouts that i do that i'm like this is gonna suck and i might only get halfway through but if i did five percent more than last week that's a w like that's that's yeah. my w the next yeah. I might be able to do it Two times as much as me, but that's okay. I'm not him, and I can't compare myself to him. So,
2: And that comes back to the uh, cheerleader and Marine drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. How many guys wash out of basic? A lot, a lot of guys. And what you're not doing a paper as a paper cutter, you know, a little. Uh, uh, you're not. You don't have one training program, and you're yeah, sending it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I cutter. know these. Guys, I know these guys. Okay, I, I talk to these guys. So I don't, <laughs> I just copy and, paste my, I, I'm the copy and paste my training for all these athletes. I'm like You're basically stealing these guys money
1: because they can do the same thing online. It just,
0: i and that's, yeah. I mean, people will be like, dude, you don't have to go down this road with them. Cause that's my one. My biggest thing is I went out there are coaches that have been like, dude, you need to be selling templates. And I'm like, but that's not really what an athlete needs. And I'm like, but that's how you can scale. And I'm like, but that's not what I'm here for. Uh, so, yeah, it's a tough, t- I think there's a place for showing athletes the, the newest cyclists saying, hey man, you don't need to pay me, but go online and just Google like yeah. calendar. You can find yeah. something. when you can't make gains after that. That's when you should talk to me, but I'm not going to take your $75 when that's something that's free online. And it just yeah. doesn't, I want the athlete that's like that just wants more than a template that, like you're saying, they want to talk to human beings. They want to have the reassurance when I look at their training each week and say, Hey man, like there are people that are paying a lot of money. I look through their training. They like hit me up and like, yo, will you connect? Look through, see what I've done. I'm like, where does you, where does your coach comment on your stuff? And they're like, I don't get comments. I'm like, how do you know if you're doing well or not? Like, yeah. so anyways, tell one me. One thing
2: I want to say, one thing before I want to say, uh, uh, like, 15 minutes ago (laughs) but the mind always goes first the psychological side of training the psychological side of racing the mind always goes first there's always that moment you say I can't do this Mm -hmm. these guys and one thing that happens is you, you when you're training you try to dehumanize the people they say these guys are animals these guys don't breathe these guys they're not look at him he's not even hurting but if you could see behind their glasses they're squinting. They they're pushing their body to the absolutely hardest point. I remember when I went to Belgium the first year, of the race. I was psychologically destroyed. I went to this Kermesse. There's 160 guys, and 150 of them are stronger than me. I I had. I come back. My wife's there. We're in this little we're in this little cow pasture place by Odenarde, and. I was like these guys <laughs> I like, go to every single race I finished every race but I would just get destroyed one race I had a 180 heart rate average <laughs> okay <laughs> like I don't I don't have any more gears to yeah first I got annihilated I went back the next year with that whole offseason I destroyed myself okay and I I came close I I got Top tens. I came close to winning. I sold it off a couple of times. And I look at the guys that that beat me, and they're all riding World Tour now. Uh, but it's all it's all, the mind always goes first.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, I just No, no, that it,
0: that's a good. Tell me more though about we kind of got off the sidetrack of going international. Like, so then you, how did you link up with this team in China, and what has that experience been like?
2: Okay. Um, I was with. An American squad was getting a, a group together to go race uh, in Poyang Lake in China I think it's 2015 maybe um, again I had no business being on that That's squad
0: like, did Kevin Gherkins go on this
2: I think there are two squads I think uh, what's the guys what are those guys uh, the theme, but another team went also okay. uh, and I was on like, the non good American squad
0: <laughs> B team nope No. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, and I didn't make the cut. So they 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 they'd say, okay, you're you're with us. We're going. We're gonna. It's an American and International squad, and uh, they picked another guy, which they should have picked. I mean, he was stronger than me. I one of my friends to this day actually, uh, and at the time he was stronger than me. I would have picked him, uh, and I was really mad, man. Like I had like the invitation and everything, and I really won the race this race. You know, it's a two-week-long stage race in in China to play on Lake uh all five-star hotels and I was mad I was like I want to race this race so about three months before the race I wrote and called every single team (laughs) that raced in this race before I said listen I'm I'm in Belgium currently uh I want to race this race you have a spot with me every single team, like two or three years. And, um, I, I, no, most of them didn't respond to me or someone said, no, go away, leave us alone. And one team responded to me, uh, from Taiwan. They said, yeah, we need, we need riders. We need you. And one more guy. I was like, Okay. I said, we'll pay for your flight. We'll pay. We'll give you a bite here to race. And, uh, want not you race with us? Let's go. Giddy up. So they paid for my flight from Paris to, uh, China. One of my one of my friends, they paid for his flight also, a sprinter. And uh two week long race. Um, everything was covered. I was able to get gone to a break, attacked, got second in one stage, got three thousand dollars. And I was all mad, man. I was mad I got second and the guy that beat me is uh riding world tour now. Um <laughs> no, <that's> so- <laughs> Uh, what's his name? He he rode for Katusha. Okay. I can look it up if you want me to. Um, okay. But he's riding for the AG2R, British guy. What's his name, dude? Is he, He's a twin, but really nice guy. Yeah, his brother also rode, the uh, Conti. I don't think he made a world tour his brother, didn't, but yeah. And he beat me by like a bicycle length. So, but, uh, but and I, because of that, uh, I made more contacts with guys. My first tour co- contract I'm in a, he's got to hustle, you know I'm in the tour of uh, Hungary and I made there's 200k stage okay It was hundred degrees in this race and, you know I'm scared. I'm attacking you know? <laughs> I can't compete with these guys on the you know the sprint they're gonna beat me I'm attacking yeah so I attack got a six man group and uh we gain a minute 2 minutes 3 minutes 4 minutes on the peloton peloton's done on, another good tactic on the really hot days you're going to suffer wherever you are mm-hmm. so you might as well suffer in the break while the guys in the peloton's are sweating at 100 degrees you know this is from florida this is this is abc
0: tactics <laughs> I don't agree with that, though, because I've screwed myself doing that. I've been in the break, and just that riding at, like, threshold as opposed to getting some, like, breeze of being in a group. I'm 50-50 on that. And that might have worked for you, but that has backfired for me.
2: How many times – okay, I got a devil's advocate, okay? How many times have you been in the Peloton and you're suffering when there's a
0: break up the road? Well, not many, because I'm, like, usually – I'm usually, like, attacking, like, crazy. Well, you're
2: Brendan Hausler. So
0: <laughs> well, I have been, though. You think sometimes the guy's been it's heroic, yeah. sometimes it's moronic. It's, like, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. But it's – I mean, I've been me in, that was the thing. I was, like, dude, yeah. patient." I watched that break go, and I was, like, this is driving me crazy. And then yeah. it was, you know, bridge to them. They were roasted and just rode away with Michael Hernandez. So, it was my patience won. That's how I won yeah. the Masters – uh yeah. Masters race, it was really hot in Georgia, and uh, a couple guys went off, and I was like, the year before, I did too much work, and Owen shot when he had bridged up with uh, Jay John – I forget his name. J.J., who's on Bissell. I was toast by the end, and, like, Owen just rode away on the final. Like, it's like a 30-second climb. But the yeah. next year, I waited, I waited, I waited, and the last lap I attacked – gotten a group of five of us Owen was driving it and I was kind of like waiting for this climb again I'm like I'm winning today I'm not going to yeah. do too much work and watching the guys and long story short had the kick at the end so I don't know I'm torn on that one that one's tough but that's just like okay this is my story yeah don't ruin my story okay
2: um so, so I I'm in the break and I'm in the I have no business being in this break. Okay. There's guys from the Serbian national team, uh, two guys from the BMC continental team from uh Czech Republic, I think they were. Okay. These guys rode pro-conti. I'm in this break. I'm looking at these guys, you know, as you, you think. And like I knew I'm the guy that's gonna get dropped, okay? <laughs> but I felt good. Okay, we got four minutes. Like if I can hold this, this is one of my first UCI races. This this would be amazing. I feel good um got to four minutes everyone's helping each other you know hey good job hey you know it's not to that cutthroat uh time but my team car is uh is behind us and I didn't get any water <laughs> so it's 100 degrees and I, I finished my bottles and I, I'm, I'm I start to hurt you know and a team car comes up and I'm just chugging water I'm ch- I, I'm Chugging it down, and as you know, your body can't digest that much water. When what is what happens, it goes right to your extremities, okay? So, I chug like four bottles within like 40 30 minutes, okay, and it goes right to my, my feet, so my feet start to bulge, okay? And I, un, I, I, got, I uh, unstrap them, and they keep bulging. I've never, we've been in the, we were in the break for four hours. Okay. We're coming up on the closing circuit. It's a little uh, town, a uh, little cobblest- cobblestone, It's beautiful hungry. And I am just, I am dying. Cause yeah, my legs are dead and my feet are like, they're not fitting in my shoes. Had
0: that, that ever happened to you before?
2: No. no. Like, I would
0: have been freaked out. Like what's going on right now? Yeah. And I'm
2: freaking out. Okay. And we're 10k. We have four minutes, and I'm dying. Like we're coming to the cutthroat time where you like you have zero friends. You know everyone is like yeah. your best friend from grow. You know how it is. Like yeah. everyone's your best friend since growing up. But yeah, man, you, you're so strong. Great pool, man. Great pool. And they're all talking like a Hungarian. I don't understand anything they're saying. And the cutthroat moment happens, and I just I am dead. I had four minutes. Like okay, well, like, I'm gonna make it to the end. I'm yeah. just. And they passed me the Peloton. I try to stay at the Peloton. They passed me. I got dead last place. And I'm, I'm crushed. I am like psychologically, I'm destroyed. Because I think, you know, Raleigh, like you see the guy, you see Homeboy that won the GC because of our break. And you got last place. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, it's just another, another example. Well, i'll come back to hungary but i'm on a continental team um based in europe and first race of the year the Vuelta uruguay 10-day uci stage race in south america like i'm killing myself man i train i went to glebs house in washington to train like i am motivated okay and if glebs like a super intense guy okay like he'll be six hour training rides in the pouring down rain in Washington. Okay. So I'm like, in like zero, like sympathy. I'm like, well, I'm kind of tired. Like, like it does not matter. You train. It's super. Okay. So I come to this, I, yeah, (laughs) I try. Okay. So I come to, I come to Uruguay. I am just like, I am, I'm thin. First race, I got sixth place. Like, uh, like I'm, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm here to win, okay? Second, the final race, we're going into uh, uh, Montevideo. And like it, cycling, you wouldn't think that the cycling is like God in Uruguay. Really? Yeah, yeah. So stage 10 UCI race. We're going into Montevideo. They shut down the interstate, okay? The main road heading into uh, Montevideo. And I have chills talking about this, but there are thousands of people lining up yeah just screaming and supporting us so i make the break this day we got five man break again okay going into Montevideo, there's as long as you can see just thousands of people shouting. i i've chills it's, a, it's amazing i'll never forget this moment in my life I said, okay i want to i want to win this race my first year on a conti team you know i want to i want this w we, we haven't got a w until then our whole team, we got podiums or whatnot. So I hit it with 5k to go. Okay. Uh, I go solo. I dropped two of the, uh, we dropped two of the guys, uh, two, three. Yeah. And two of them go with me, a Brazilian and Argentinian guy, both pros and uh, 3k, they counterattack me. And I'm feeling great. I'm like, okay. Like I'm thinking like my podium, you know, like a little selfie on the top. And because I see these guys, I know I'm stronger than them. I've been sizing them up for 80 K's in the, um, Mm-hmm. in the break they counter me right away just as they should do I go around the counter and one of the uh, one of the riders if it was on purpose I don't know um, but they take out my front wheel God. they break my spokes no team so I have to sit there for three minutes <laughs> And wait for the Peloton to pass me. I'm I'm crying. Like I'm I'm not an emotional guy, man. Oh my I worked so hard for this. And just and I got I think I got second or the last place.
1: Oh my I'm
2: I'm destroyed. Like three is two and a half K. And you watch the guy that clipped me take the W solo. And you know, and this is, it's just, it's just Fred, you know, like this guy, you see this guy and you know, you're going to beat him one more counter. He's done. And that's what I'm talking about. The psychological uh, pitfall, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sad about that. It still hurts me, (laughs) but okay. And you're going back after the, uh, the Hungarian race. Uh, after that race i 'm destroyed okay like i 'm talking to my wife like oh, I almost won oh like oh you 're so strong you know're you're, you're, i love you you know <laughs> she 's out there helping the team and uh I met a uh, uh argentinian uh, d s guy he had an issue, and I speak Spanish was like, oh you he started to talk and whatnot and um uh, because of that contact. They saw my race, my, uh, my break. He's like, man, you looked really strong. I explained to what happened. He's like, wow. He's like, if we need a rider, we'll get in contact with you guys. And we met and had lunch in Belgium. They were living there. The team was based there, and I was racing there. And because of that, I made my uh, – signed my first contract. Again, I had no business being on that team. Um, guys were much stronger than me. We had the Cuban Nationals. sounds
0: st- like is the name of the game. What's that? Networking is the name of the game. And you
2: know that. We had the Cuban national champion that year. We had Ivan Stavich. The mat, he was the uh, the B world champion on that team who's was preparing for Rio Olympics the last year. And so I had no business be on this team. I was just there to learn as much as I can and to try to... Uh, we, we got invites to 1.1 races uh, in France, UCI. There were... That we would come to the race, guys would ask for my autograph, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm living yeah. it up. I got the shades and everything, uh, but it was an amazing experience. Race with a uh, Fabian Cancellara, his last race in Belgium. Wow. Race with Tom Boonen, got dropped by Tom Boonen, <laughs> got dropped by Fabian. Um, it's it amazing. I'll never forget uh, the Pro Courses in Belgium. It just, I'm I'm so thankful to have. Those, and you come back to U.S. and you just dust these guys after having raced uh, at this level.
0: That's wild. So what is uh, – what do you think has been your favorite race? It sounds like the one in Uruguay is going to be pretty tough to beat. There's so many. Um,
2: every race is special
1: mm-hmm.
2: for uh, for one reason or another. My, I mean, of course, my favorite – one of my favorite races was my, uh, my UCI win, Dominican Republic, um, soloing in, uh, getting 20 seconds on a, on a pro team, on a pro field, there's 150, 160 guys at that race, because um, I was in South America, training on elevation at 8, nine, ten thousand 10,000 feet, I went there for two months, and I just, I destroyed myself. Brandon, I was at 71 kilos. So what is that, like 150-something pounds? I don't
1: know, but
2: yeah. I was a toothpick. Um, and I, I, I just, leading up to that race, I did absolutely all I did. I would train. I would go back. I would rest. My wife would give me a massage. I would train. That year, I signed with a – but it was, it was that race. That year, I signed with a Belgian team. And I did some racing in the U.S. and international races. But that year, I did the Vuelta, where I won the race, got a couple, got a couple top tens, came back, did Joe Martin. We did the Vuelta Tour of Martinique. which never do that race. It's horrible. <laughs> came back, did the Dairylands, the Crits. Then what did we do? Then after that, we did uh, Young Lake. For a second time, uh, then I did uh, both the Nicaragua, then uh, then I the Florida State road race. I just I just dusted them. Like wow. I had so many race miles in your legs. Wow. Even though I got sick in the middle of the season, um, but I just we were flying, just flying.
0: When you said you got really skinny, do you think that you lose power when you're losing that much weight, or was people it say or that,
2: and it depends like how you weight. do it. Okay. I was, I did it, I, if you lose a couple kgs, you know, in a month or in a couple of weeks, yeah, you're going to lose power. But if you take it down little by little by little, uh, you're going to keep your power. It, it depends how you do it. People, uh, there's been studies that show how if you have more fat muscles, the recovery time is lower. Um, but I kept my power. I kept my T-team. Like, I know I know my my 40K times, my time-trialing times from them, from then. And, uh, yeah, I, I kept my power,
0: 100%. It's interesting because I've gone – like, my weight fluctuates, like, probably more than most being so big. Like, a pound to me is much less, like, overall percentage than someone who's smaller. Yeah. I've tried to get super skinnier, and I've, like – it would seem okay, but then sometimes I feel like I'm missing the overdrive. And – it's weird trying to find that balance I know is something that people talk about a lot in cycling and I don't know I just think sometimes especially because of American style racing where there aren't most of the time there's not a lot of 20-30 minute climbs I'm like exactly exactly you're gonna be a couple pounds heavier but you feel better and you're riding strong do that don't what are you you
1: at now What,
2: what, what wait
0: So I'm usually around like 182 to if I'm super carved up, I'll be like 186. What's your, how tall are you? Six, five. Exactly. So Um. I've gotten down to 177 and I'll look leaner and I don't feel like underweight. I look more like shredded, but it's hard to go really deep. And I can't, I, I still, I mean, 10 years of doing this, I just don't perform as well. Um, so, I don't know. It's weird. And I think then, too, it'll be interesting to see where science takes us and shows about like different body types. And yeah, um, I talked to Johnny Mitchell. I don't know if you know Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I know Johnny. And he's just shredded. And he's like, dude, the funny <laughs> is he's like, I don't do anything but bike. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, I don't do core or anything. And dude, have, fr- bi- have you seen Johnny's biceps? Anything on that Johnny's bicep. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, if you, if you, I was watching the show where this guy was talking about how he was actually starving. Cause he was only eating bison and it was so lean. I'm like, that's Johnny Mitchell. Like if you, if we had to eat people and you hate Johnny, you wouldn't survive. Cause there's no fat.
2: Well, I'm uh, overweight right now too. I mean, I just, I'm overweight right now. Well, I'm uh, gonna,
0: uh, this is going to be my first totally sober off season and like going to the gym and making every workout really count. And, uh, I'm not gonna gain weight this year. I usually congratulations, man. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm actually I'm doing this like a th- I decided I'm gonna do a thousand day challenge and just it kind of started after my voucher party. I went to uh, New Orleans and it was just like I came back and I was like, dude, I- dude New
2: Orleans is gnarly. I was there two Orleans weeks is ago. Gnarly,
0: man. I was. It's like I was, <laughs> I was like people are out of control. Like it's
2: like Sodom and Gomorrah, man. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs>
0: People were – like, it. there were times – I mean, it was pretty late. It was like, one, two, we were going to get some pizza. And I was like, <laughs> yo, dude, like, now I see. When you read about stories like things – like, shit broke out. Like, things can get crazy there.
2: So we, 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 after the Alabama uh, State Crit Championship, I told my wife, let's go drive there, New Orleans. It's like, oh. Yeah. I, I found, like, a hotel right in the French Quarter.
0: Ooh. Like I like
2: I got out of the car, my baby, my my Belarusian wife. I'm like, yeah, we're not gonna, no. we're not gonna be doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting place. I would, um, I'm excited to visit sometime without it being a bachelor party. We had a we had a great time. It was great. Awesome. Great three, three of my friends went down, but yeah, it was a good way to be like, oh, I'm gonna just clean it up and then decide. I'm like, man, maybe I should just go for a while. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's gonna be a good thousand days, that's for sure. But yeah. dude this was awesome man i appreciate you sharing your perspective on riding it was i just looked down like oh wow we've been talking for 90 minutes um okay Okay. so we'll have to talk and we're gonna have to get a long bike trip together and we're gonna get somebody to come and film this thing and oh
2: man you're so good at this yeah uh,
0: it's gonna be money we're gonna we're gonna make a sick video of this so i look when you thinking about doing it because i was actually gonna
2: try to do it um actually, today is Saturday, yeah, but yeah. actually Saturday. You're like, no, geez. no no, like two weeks ago. <laughs> no like two weeks ago, I started to plan it um from and Las Vegas from from Las Vegas to uh to Boulder.
0: I need more than like two days time.
2: No, no no, 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 I was like a couple weeks back, I was planning it, but I called it off. Um, I wonder there's a northern part through uh Salt Lake City. It is so beautiful. It's all the altitude. It's going to be um,
0: uh, pretty chilly there soon. Or is it now? That's what
2: I was, was going to try to do it now before it gets so cold. Um, but it's at altitude, too. So, like, when it gets cold, it gets
0: frigid. Cuba instead. Dude. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it, though. The next summer, let's plan a Europe one. We're, we're, we're bike tourers now.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're starting to get, yeah, get a
0: little <laughs>
2: little bells. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll text you. Uh, I'll write you. But I want to do a ri- ride to Asheville and back up Mount Mitchell. A little three oh, day.
0: Okay. I want to do that. So,
2: I think it's like one twenty from here to Mount to uh to Asheville. Then ride Asheville and ride back.
0: I could three be, day. I'm actually going to Blowing Rock, North Carolina, in two weeks to uh just south of Boone and doing. Oh,
2: days. that's nice riding.
0: Cool. I'm gonna do the Boone. They have a Grand Fondo, so I looked up that route.
2: Uh oh, Grand Fondos, Brandon.
0: Dude, I love grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> love grandfather. Yeah. Man. So, on that note, we—I uh, greatly appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. Knowledge awesome. definitely will be helpful for a lot of people to soak some of that up and look forward to getting some rides in soon.
2: All right, I appreciate I, it, and let me know what you're thinking.
0: I will. We'll talk soon, and uh, have a good rest of the day.
2: All right, Brent see you, man.
0: I right, see ya.